I'm the Will Man, and this is my podcast, Off the Beaten Path. Ladies and gentlemen, here with a special announcement is your host and producer of Off the Beaten Path. He's also our grandpa, the Will Man. Hey, thanks, Alexis, and thanks, Nick. That was awesome. All right, once again, welcome to my podcast. So we've reached the final episode of season two here of Off the Beaten Path. The conclusion, the grand finale. To those who have listened as each episode came out, I think it's all seven of you, I say thank you for being my critical ears and great supporters to what I'm doing here. Your feedback, whether it's in person or by electronic media, is priceless to me and honestly motivates me to continue on. So thank you again. To the many who will eventually give Off the Beaten Path a listen, thanks for finding me. Just how'd you do that anyway? Keep listening, though, and please share what you found with all of your podcast listening friends. I gotta say, as a newer podcaster and a newer producer of these things, I find the task of producing these little shots of audio love challenging but gratifying. It fills a void of my desire to share things that I find fascinating and interesting. And though Season 2 does end with this episode, Season 3 is in the works. I plan to feature some of the Grimm's fairy tales and even a few of the Season 1 style interviews with someone who I find interesting and has something to talk about. Another note, though I haven't really reached the millions of podcast listeners yet that I somehow imagine in my mind that one day I will have, it remains a goal of mine and I continue to build my brand. And as I do that, I hope you come along for the journey with me. Thanks again for listening. And now I guess it's off to the grand finale of season two of Off the Beaten Path. Centuries ago, Native American people gathered at special times of the year to tell the stories of their people and how they came to be. These stories are widely known as legends, and they're still told in the present day. Many of these legends were told by special storytellers as families and tribes gathered to listen. The stories were full of magic, spirits, and symbols. They were full of meanings, too, meanings for the heart and meanings for the head. Many of the stories included lessons that were told by parents to their children. These following stories are adapted from those traditions. Today's story is titled Spotted Tail and the Ghost Wolf, a Mohawk legend. The Mohawk village of bark houses nestled along the river, and all was peace and contentment in the village. Spotted Tail and his family lived in peace and contentment in the village, for they were a happy people. The hunting and fishing were good, and there was little sickness among the people of his tribe, and all was made so that the people would be happy. When young Spotted Tail had reached his 15th summer, something happened to his tribe. Suddenly, the game of the forest became scarce. The deer began to disappear, and even the smallest of game was becoming hard to find. This concerned the council, for never before had this happened to their hunting grounds. And then, one day, while the warriors were busy preparing to go out on the hunt, 
a young Mohawk warrior staggered into the camp. Blood dripped from his body as he reached the center of the village he collapsed. Eager hands lifted him and carried him to his house, and when his wounds had been bathed, the great chief for the Mohawks came to talk with him. What has happened to you, my brother? Surely this is the work of some great savage beast that you have encountered in the green forest. Oh, great chief, my companion and I had been following the tracks of a deer and feeling we were quite lucky to have come upon such a find. Suddenly, as we trotted along the trail following the deer, there was a horrible snarling from off to the side of the trail. We stopped and looked towards the side of the trail, and there before our very eyes was a pack of ferocious-looking wolves. Before we could even draw our bowstrings, they were upon us. My companion and I fought them, but soon they had dragged my companion to the ground. They began to fight among themselves over one of their wounded comrades. And it was then that I crawled off into the brush, and when I saw my chance, I ran as fast as I could towards the village. I could hear the snarls of the pack behind me, but I ran as fast as my legs could carry me, and soon I heard them no more. But one thing I will always remember is the leader of the pack, a white wolf of tremendous size. He had a beautiful white coat and was much larger than the rest of the pack. I'm tired. I must rest now. And with that, the warrior closed his eyes and slept. The chief immediately called a council of his warriors, and among them was Spotted Tail's father. Now the reason for the lack of game was known. The winter further north had been very severe, and so the wolf pack had come further south looking for food. But now that they had been roaming so free for so long, they've decided to stay. The chief rose before the council and said, We must set out on the hunt immediately, but... We must hunt this pack of wolves and destroy them before they cause all the deer to disappear. If we fail, our smoke racks will become empty and our people will starve. So party after party of warriors were sent out in search of the wolf pack, but they always returned disappointed for they had often come upon the pack but never had been able to get close enough to do any real damage. Finally, Sleeping Water, one of the young warriors, suggested that instead of going in large parties, they ought to go out in pairs or three at a time, and when sighting the pack, send word to a larger hunting party, and they in turn could surround and then destroy the pack. The council approved of this method, and so the warriors began to go out in pairs. It was now that Spotted Tail began his adventure which was to be spoken of in the lodges for many moons to come. Spotted Tail was chosen by Sleeping Water to go as his companion, and the two braves started on the hunt. They ranged far and wide and finally picked up the trail of the pack. Sleeping Water knelt by the tracks of the wolves and could tell that they were fairly fresh tracks. Quickly, 
The two braves trotted along the trail in pursuit of the pack, and soon through the trees ahead, Sleeping Water spotted the pack moving stealthily through the trees as if stalking an animal. Turning to Spotted Tail, he said, Spotted Tail, you will keep the pack in sight and follow them as they move, marking your trail. I will return and fetch a large hunting party, and we shall destroy this pack of wolves. You're not afraid to keep watch, are you? Spotted Tail felt it was a great honor to be asked to do such an important job, and he told Sleeping Water that he would keep close watch on the pack, and if he moved, he would mark his trail well. When Sleeping Water departed, Spotted Tail kept close watch on the pack as it milled around. Evidently, the hunt they were on was ended, for many of the wolves were circling in the snow and finding resting places. It was fast growing dark, and Spotted Tail hoped that they would not decide to move in the dark or he would surely lose them before the dawn. Then he saw him, the giant white leader of the pack, standing off to one side of the pack as if he was on guard. He was truly a majestic animal, fully a half a foot taller at the shoulder than the other wolves, and his coat was a shimmering white, as pure as snow. As night settled, a bright moon came out, and the night was shattered by the howling of wolves at the moon. On a rock pinnacle overlooking the wolves' bedding ground, the great white leader stood guard, his eyes never still, moving from side to side as he watched for any approaching danger. Spotted Tail remained awake as long as he could, but soon his eyes felt very tired. He was about to drop off to sleep when he noticed the pack was stirring again. He gazed out into the shadows of the night, and the leader seemed to be staring right through the brush and trees into Spotted Tail's hiding place. Then Spotted Tail saw the reason for the movement. A deer had wandered to within a short distance of the wolves, and now the pack was preparing to kill another unsuspecting victim. The leader seemed to bark instructions, and suddenly the pack was up and circling the deer. There was a mad rush, and suddenly the excitement was over, for the bounty was now being shared, and the pack, after finishing, settled down once again. Spotted Tail breathed a sigh of relief, for the pack in chasing the deer had come too close for comfort to his hiding place in the thick brush. Dawn was fast approaching, and now the pack was on the move once again. Spotted Tail followed as close as he dared, making sure that he kept downwind from those lean, hungry wolves that had caused death and starvation to come to his people. And then he got an idea. If he could get a good shot in and wound or even kill the leader, it might have the same effect as if a chief died. The pack would be without a leader and might be so disorganized that the hunters from his tribe, who he was sure were fast approaching, would be able to make easy work of the rest of the pack. Then the opportunity came his way. There, standing off to the side of the pack, was the large white leader. Spotted Tail settled himself upon one knee in the snow, and drawing careful aim with his bow, he let it fly. The arrow seemed to go right through the great beast, and he leaped high in the air. Spotted Tail was about to shout of his great shot to the heavens 
when he saw that the wolf had come to rest on all fours and was turned now in his direction, his teeth bared and a terrible snarl coming from deep within his throat. Gathered behind the great wolf like an army was the rest of the pack, snarling and waiting for the orders from their leader. But the leader seemed to warn them away. This was his kill, and slowly he began moving towards Spotted Trail. Spotted Tail stood firm and placed another arrow to his bowstring. He fired once again, and the arrow again seemed to go straight to its mark, but still, the beast kept moving forward. Now the wolf began to run in a steady loping trot towards the Indian, and suddenly he was leaping. Spotted Tail drew his knife, but in midair the wolf seemed to stop and try to turn and return from whence he had come, and then the body was crashing to the ground, an arrow quivering in his side. Then there were howls and yells and cries from many points of the forest and arrows came flying into the wolf pack. Beast after beast fell under the onslaught of the deadly shafts being fired by revenge-seeking Mohawk warriors until suddenly the whole pack lay dead in the quiet of the winter forest. It all happened so quickly that before Spotted Tail realized what had happened, Sleeping Water was lifting him from the snow and smiling. You've done well, my young brother. You have been brave this day. You left very clear signs for our party to follow, and because of that, we were able to wipe out this pack of beasts which have killed so much game. But the leader of the pack, I fired an arrow into him, and it went right through him. Twice I saw this happen. He must have been a ghost, and yet I saw his body hit the ground with the arrows of my brothers. How do you explain this, sleeping water? Come, Spotted Tail, I will show you. So together, they walked to where the great beast lay. You see, his coat was such a pure white that it blended with the snow, and when you fired, it seemed as though you hit him, but actually, you missed. It's no shame, for it was a long and difficult shot, and when you fired a second time as he was moving towards you, the sun on the snow caused a reflection to make you misjudge that shot. But we observed all this from our hiding places, for we came upon you just as you were preparing to make your first shot. But please, Spotted Trail, do not take a chance like that again. It is very foolish to try something so dangerous when you are alone, and especially when you knew that help was on the way. But this adventure has ended well, and you will have much to tell in the Medicine Lodge tonight of the great ghost wolf that hunted these lands. And so the pack was destroyed, and soon the game returned once again to the hunting ground of the Mohawk, and once again, all was peaceful and happy along the Osage River. This story was originally told to the author by Jim Nutley of the Canadian Forest Rangers Service. Materials for this podcast come from the Project Gutenberg ebook of Treasury of American Indian Tales by Theodore Whitson Riesler. The ebook is for the use of anyone anywhere in the United States and most other parts of the world at no cost and comes with almost no restrictions whatsoever. You can copy it, give it away, or reuse it under the terms of the Project Gutenberg license included with the ebook or online at www.gutenberg.org. 
The book Treasury of American Indian Tales was written by Theodore Whitson Riesler and released on August 5th, 2020. Music for Off the Beaten Path comes from EpidemicSound.com, a resource to download sound effects and music to use in your content on all social platforms. 150,000 creators are already making magic with EpidemicSound.com. Sign up for your free trial today at EpidemicSound.com. And a special thanks to James Edmund Greeley for his generous and exclusive permission to use his music in many of the Season 2 Indian Legend stories. And as always, Rollo the Studio Dog, who is always by my side, and our new sidekick, Miss Queen Caramello Brownie, the Studio Kitty. Off the Beaten Path is recorded and produced at Nine Toes Studios in Eugene and is the sole brainchild of Willman Productions. Questions and comments can be sent to thewillman at yahoo.com. That's T-H-A-W-I-L-M-A-N. That's a wrap for this edition of Off the Beaten Path. I'm the Willman, also known as Sweet Willie Nine Toes, saying thanks for listening to my podcast. <laughs>